welcome to the big one. That's right. Preseason is over. It's in the books. It's done. Stick a fork in it because shit is about to get very real. Ipswich Town start their season at home. Bolton Wanderers in front of 30,000 fans at Portman Road on Saturday. And every season, of course, needs a preview. And that's what we're here to do today. So make yourself comfortable. Pour yourself a little drink. For the next hour or so, we're going to be telling you what we think is going to happen at Ipswich Town in a series of predictions which will later be proved to be laughably incorrect if our, if our track record is anything to go by. If you've previously listened to, to season previews, you'll have known by this point I'm normally shouting about Sir Bobby and doing it for Sir Alf and uh, exhorting all sorts of various things uh, and shouting about 100 points, 100 goals, HMS Pistol League, all that sort of stuff. This season, friends, it's different because this season it's all about business. We're not going to get too excited about what Town are inevitably going to do this season. Town have got a job to do and so have we. So let's play it cool. And without further ado, let me introduce my fellow Kings. It's a full five King show today. So I'm going to start first of all with a man who joins us live from a garage in Brighton. It's our very own Nordy file. It's Scandy Warren, Hutch Hogan, Andy Warren. How are you? So, yep, yeah, I'm all right. I am in a garage in Brighton. There's a lot of bleach in here, 11 bottles of bleach, um, washing machines, two washing machines, which raises some questions about what this garage is used for. But um, it's a great little, great little setup. How are the lanes in Brighton? Tight. They are, aren't they? they yeah, are indeed. Yeah, indeed. not conducive to carrying a four-year-old on your shoulders through them. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us in your, in your week off, Hutchie. Uh, another member of our panel who I'll come to in a, in a bit is also off today and joining us because this is so damn important. Next up, though, is Andy Warren's work husband. It's the muscles from Braintree. It's Stone Cold Stuart Watson. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. You're right. <laughs> Hello, well. good morning. How are you? <laughs> I say, chaps, how are you? Uh, I'm very well, thank you, uh, Mr. Watson. Um, how many uh, How many eggs did you eat this morning? Uh, no eggs. No eggs today. Not just, yet. Just raw steak. <laughs> I, I fear this is getting overplayed, all of this. You, you do make these things become a thing, don't you? You're going to hammer the point till it sticks. Mate, I, I, one of someone tagged us in a picture uh, this week about um, which of the, uh, the, the town podcasts would win in a Royal Rumble. I don't know why. I don't know if it's Royal Rumble season. Um, but they basically they, they'd superimposed some of the various people involved in the podcast onto wrestlers' bodies. Uh, and yours, Stu, I thought at first, that's just you topless. Oh, no, it is actually. <laughs> that's how beefcake you are these days, my friend. Um, right, next up is a man I used to call the beard. I used to call him the prospect. Now I'm going to call him the brand because it, he's everywhere. He can't be in a picture without raising his fist. It's like a, it's like a, a reflex reaction. Is of course, the boy, Ross Halls. How are you, friend? I'm very well, thank you. It's a pleasure to join my fellow Kings and, um, yeah, looking forward to this one. And there's been a few times where I've had the picture taken and I haven't done the pose and we had to redo it. Stu's seen that before. At oh, five you, said, you said, what, stop? Yeah, we've got to retake this. I've got to, I, didn't, I didn't bring the fist up. So the, the, um, the trademark. Pretty much. There we go. Excellent. And last but not least, by far the most popular member of this particular panel. He's our very own Benjamin Button, ageing in reverse. The Suffolk Bard, I of course refer to the big pork of the Grand Porcine, Mike Bacon. Uh, uh, well, hello, Heathy. Yes, well, thank you very much. A, a fantastic intro, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, um, by far the most popular. Very nice of you to say. Um, and I can't disagree, of course. Um, obviously, um, that's just the way it is. But uh, yeah, looking forward to looking forward <laughs> to sharing um, to sharing um, um, this this podcast with you with with, with my fine colleagues. And your fans, Mike. Uh, in terms of you being the most popular, you're also now an influencer. That The power of bacon has been shown already this season. Last season on the podcast, you lamented frequently the poor standard of catering at Portman Road for the press folks. A pie and no mash, you said, was a, was a joke. A shambales, indeed. And Julie, Marcus Nash, our friend Marcus at the club, has listened to bacon and said, yes, bacon is correct. I need to turn this round. And Julie, press catering has improved. Um, you were there for the first time this season on Tuesday night, Mike. Um, and I believe it was garlic bread and lasagna laid on. So sides. We already, already know Andy likes his side pieces. Um, and you filmed a little video review, which we're going to play in now um, by way of starting this chat. So, Mike, how was the food, my friend? I haven't been one of the first to complain over the years. 
about the pie. It's now up, the, the, the game has been upped big time. Lasagna with garlic bread. If this is what's to come this season, we're top two, guaranteed. So there you go, Mike. The, the power of bacon has been proven. Um, you called for it. You've got it. What do you make of it? Well, what can I say? It was absolutely delicious. I mean, little thing to note there, how hard Stu was working at the time while I was in this <laughs> stuffing lasagna. Um, but I mean, yeah, um, it was um, it was delicious. It really was. Delicious. Sadly, I, I enjoyed it. But sadly, I didn't really get the full sort because strolling strolling down to Portman Road, obviously, I was considering the fact there was only going to be a pie. So I had tuna pasta bake for lunch. And I also had a mighty bucket KFC for, well, three of them, um, as I pulled up outside Portman Road about an hour before. So I didn't actually get the full, you know, I was quite full already, but I had to have lasagna. Terrific. If that is if that is the way it's going to be from now on, I'm glad my pie rants have, have, have fallen on good ears. Not deaf ears, good ears. My God's left. We have definitely all been tarred with the bacon brush on this because I think we've all had accusations this summer of you lot always moaning about the food. Never moaned about the food. It's all all bacon. You've you've made this happen. God bless. God bless your lower bowel, Mike. If that was your intake on on Tuesday. Um, now now you've now you've got this change. What are you going to use the bacon power for next? Well, it's quite it's quite interesting because I I like a little dessert. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's nice having the the, the, the chili off. I mean, I'd like what I would like ideally is a Mr. Whippy machine actually in the media center. You nice. know, that you I like it. just pull your own ice cream and little flakes beside it as well as a little dessert. I think that would be a nice, just a nice little thing to just finish off the lasagna. So I might be pushing for that as the as the season goes on. There you go, Marcus. Get your boys on it. Uh, a little whippy, Mr. Whippy machine as the season goes on. Please, Mr. Bacon has spoken. Right then, friends, let's get into the predictions. Before we do that, of course, we should mention, by way of this being an Ipswich Town News podcast, they played on Tuesday night. They beat Southend 3-1. The real, the real uh, key point takeaway was the food, of course. If you want to go back and look at what Mike and Stu uh, and Ross made of that game, there are videos on our channel, as usual, um, post-match reaction, there's game day, there's various things that the boys have written, so go back and engage with those online. Um, now then, prediction time, boys. The way it's going to work, I've got my uh, my fabled hat out again. P for promotion, boys, that's all I'm saying. Um, and I, I'm going to let it decide what order this particular prediction show takes. I've got various topics here, like the FA Cup, apart from their folded bits of paper, not shiny balls. Um, and I'm literally going to pick some out. So there you go, look. <clears throat> Let's start then. Let's go. <sighs> Oh, it's a big one to start off with. It's MVP. Stuart Watson, for, for someone like yourself who hates American sports, that means most valuable player. The best player, the most important player at town this season is going to be Stuart Watson. Who's it going to be? Easy peasy, Sam Morsey. <clears throat> Does anyone on, on this panel not think Sam Morsey will be the MVP this season? Because that's certainly what I've got. Yep, I've got someone else. Oh, I like it. Who is it? I think so. Right. Full disclosure. I think Sam Morsey will win the Player of the Year award and obviously mm -hmm. be very important. But my my MVP is Christian Walton because Ooh. I think that's the area of the team where Ipswich are significantly better than any other team in the division. Um, and they're gonna, he's, they've got as solid a base between the sticks as as you can possibly get. Um, and MVP is is one where. There's an interesting discussion every year about what the actual criteria is for the MVP, um, but for for me, I'm going to I'm going to give it to Christian Walton because I I just think that's an area where Ipswich are by far a cut above in the division. I like that, Rossi. You had your hand up as well. Does that mean you've gone elsewhere other than Morsey? Yeah, obviously Morsey's going to be very important, and um, I echo Andy's thoughts. Definitely going to be <clears throat> probably player of the season, and. Um, I'll get on to him later on because I think he's going to score a lot of goals as well. Um, I've gone for Sonny Aluko, a bit left field. That is um, very left field. Yeah, this time last year, he had a, had a terrible debut, unfit, very like weird, weren't it, in terms of signing him? Like, well, we've signed a 30 plus old player. But um, I think he's had a good pre season. He's a classy player. I think for the dressing room, I think he's going to be really important. And I just, I just think he's going to have a good season. So, Sonne Aluko, you're saying for MVP. Okay. Uh, Mr. Bacon, finish it off. What are you saying? No, well, I'm with I'm with Mr. Watson on this. I think uh, I think Sam Morsey's the man, I think, on and off the pitch. I think he's a leader. Um, he's He gets himself wound up 
um, gets other people wound up. He sets himself high standards. I, it's a good shout by Andy about Christian Walton, by the way. Goalkeeper is absolutely crucial. Um, but no, Sam Morsey for me, most valuable player. Um, he's got a huge part to play, dragging this team towards the top two. Absolutely. Three votes for Morsey, one for Walton, one for Sonne, Shawne, whatever his name is, Aluko. We do need to find out at some point this season, boys. I know the uh, the town media boys call him Sonne. So let's just get clarification and stick to the, to the name, whatever he tells us. Right, next up. Boom. Like the sound effects. Right. <clears throat> so our first random wildcard prediction. Mike, I want you to make a prediction about anything to do with the Tipsworth Town season. Okay. I predict this season we will draw Norwich City in a cup competition and we will beat them. Yes. I don't know what cup competition, but that's going to, we're going to draw them and we're going to beat them. Yeah. Set us up and we're going to dance it. Preferably all the way around Carrow Road, because it'd be nice to be away from home. But I don't care where we beat them. I don't yeah. care how many we beat them by. I don't care if we win 10 nil or 1 nil in the last kick. I don't care if Christian Walton scores a last minute penalty. We will draw them in a cup and we will prove why we are kings of anger. Yes, Mike. Yes. Mike's making an early bid there to be the MVP of this particular show. I like that very much. Any any thoughts on that, boys? I think that's classic. Great. Classic populist uh, <laughs> work by Mike Bacon. He gives, he knows what the people want, and he gives it to them. And I'm here for it. Exactly. Right then. <laughs> do you like, do you like the sound effects? Right. What's this one? Okay. Oh, it's a sad one, and I've drawn a sad face. The relegated sides. <laughs> Look at his little nose. <laughs> as you will see, as you'll see on on some of these, uh, uh, art is not my forte. Um, Hutchie, give us your, your four sides who are not long for League One. Let me just get the screen up. Accrington, Morecambe, Cheltenham, Port Vale. <clears throat> any any reasoning behind those you want to talk about? Or shall we um, Cheltenham, I think Cheltenham are, Cheltenham are in a bit of a, a situation given they've lost their manager to, to Barnsley. Um, they've lost their best centre-half as well. Um, Boyle has, has moved up to the Championship. Port Vale, I... I think I think you will always find one of the promoted sides go back down, and they would be my one. And with the other two, I just wonder whether whether that some luck might run out a little bit um, with Accrington. I I like Accrington. I like going to Accrington, but I think at some point, if you lose your best centre half in Sykes and your best striker in Colby Bishop, and not necessarily looking, you're not going. You're not. They're not going to spend that money to replace them. I think at some point the luck might run out a little bit. And um, why not this year? Time will tell. Uh, I've got Exeter, Forest Green, sadly, Morecambe and Cheltenham. Mickey, who have you got? I've got Port Vale, mm-hmm. Exeter, Forest Green Rovers and Cambridge United. Cambridge United? Wow. Mm. Be something of a shock. Ross is disgusted by that suggestion. Ross, who have you got? Why, why are you shaking your head so furiously at Mike? Hmm. I mm. uh, I think they did well last year, but um, I'll just move on anyway. Um, I've gone pretty similar to a lot of you guys, really. I think, yeah, I think Exeter are going to struggle. Forest Green, Aquiton Stanley. Mm-hmm. And I originally put Lincoln, but I changed it recently. And I did do Cheltenham because I completely forgot Michael Duff has left Cheltenham and I think they will struggle um, with him not in charge. So, so yeah, they're my four. Cheltenham, bang in trouble. Who else is bang in trouble, Stu, in, in your world? Um, I've got also got Morecambe and Cheltenham, who both just about clung on last year out of the the promoted sides. I've gone for Forest Green just because they've they've had such a big turnover of staff and players. And then my little sort of wild card one is Burton. I worry about Burton. Hassel Hasselbank was kind of courted over the summer. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. In in same way that Andy talked talked about Accrington's luck running out, I could see sort of it. Maybe unraveling a bit for Burton this season, so I've stuck them in there. Okay, like it. So there's a few a few common names there. Um, a lot of the the promoted side, he says, he goes back into his hat. So our first fan prediction of the day. We asked for the KO Army for predictions. There are, I will say at this point, there are a lot of common themes in the fan predictions. A lot of people saying Tam will play at Wembley this season. But by far the most overwhelming uh, theme, if you like, or subject for prediction was Ross and his driving test. 
So in that spirit, let me pick my favourite on that particular topic, which is by our friend Maddie Reader, who says, I think this is the biggest prediction of all. Ross will have passed his driving test and will drive the open top bus when we win the league. That, my friend, sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. A Mark, great... that's, a, that's a plot from Dream Team. That, <laughs> yeah. They put, they put the, 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 the rookie driver on their open top bus and then it drives into the, into the marina. Yeah, <laughs> it smashes into the Willis building, <laughs> crashes into the corn hill, and then ultimately dumps it in the dumps it in the docks at the end. Yeah. And ev- everyone dies, and it's just a horrible end to a beautiful season, as you say. A, a plot line from a soap, Rossi. Um, other other tips I saw was, were saying that um, Bluey, that the mascot, will score a hat trick in a game before you pass your driving test. Um, various other variations on that particular theme. Is there any update before we move on on the driving test? When's, when's your latest um, failure of the theory test? <laughs> Next week. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, yeah, after the Bolton game, we'll, we'll celebrate that win. And then uh, hopefully I'll be celebrating the theory test pass. Hopefully. You, you know, that's not it, don't you? Once you pass yeah, that, no. you then actually have to get into a car and pass an actual test. <laughs> yeah. That's, that yeah. is actually the hard bit. <laughs> yeah. Get right ready. Then. Next. Boom. Oh, no. Full Rod Stewart with sound effects. Love it. I, ha- I have been drinking uh, already this morning. That's why it's it's all that. Right then, next up, it's an Andy predict. Andy, from your garage in Brighton, give me a unique and bespoke Hutch Hogan prediction. I predict that League One's top 12 will be made up entirely of what's left of last season's top 12 and the three teams relegated from the championship. Wow. That's a shout. Um, so, have you got those? Are you set? I'm trying to work it out in my head. Have you got those to hand? Yep, I can. I can read those to you. That would be Charlton, Oxford, Barnsley, Wickham, Portsmouth, Derby, Bolton, MK Dons, Ipswich, Peterborough, Sheffield Wednesday, and Plymouth. Is that right? Plymouth. I think I. I think there might be one that's out there actually, but. Something like that. I anyway, Charlton may have just yeah. dropped into the bottom half towards the end yeah. of last season. Well, I'll still go. I'll roll with it anyway. I've said it now. So, top, last season's top, last season's top, remaining members of the top twelve, plus the relegated teams. That's a good well, shout. I like it. It's not. It's not quite as stirring as Mike's. We're going to spank the Canaries. But um... so, Andy, there's sorry to interrupt. <laughs> there is a slight issue here. Oh no. Ah, Accrington finished 12th last season and you've just predicted them to get relegated. Oh, <laughs> I've covered Watson, Watson. What covered, you covered bases, haven't I? Covered my <laughs> covered my bases. We'll swap we'll swap Accrington for Charlton. We'll That's my top 12. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Right. Wow. Then. Wow. You, you, can't, you can't make you can't make yeah. the slightest little error on this pod. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a garage, all right. Just, yeah. just, just oh, me... Watson, you've made him look a right mug there. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> right then, what's this one? Oh, it's another it's another fan prediction from the the beautiful KO Army. We had a lot, um, so let me go on to the the next one. Now, Richard Lee. I like this from Richard. He's, he's given us two lots of, of predictions. One's KOA, one's Ipswich Town. He says, Tyrese John Jules to score double figures. Chaplin to score double figures. Burns to suffer a muscle injury by the end of October, keeping out for at least three weeks. That's because he's not had a proper break over the summer. And also a Luco, your boy, Rossi, to outscore Marcus Harness. And then he adds, plus Mike Bacon to get his mashed potato with pie by the end of the season. I think that is inevitable. Um, Andy Warren to find another pair of lucky but awful trainers. Ouch. Roscoe to pass his driving test by the end of the season. And finally, Stu and Andy to report from Wembley at least once this season. What, what are you saying, boys? I think all of those sound realistic to me. All at once? All at yeah. once? Yeah, they will let it all happen. How do you how do you fancy how do you fancy a trip to Wembley, boys? I mean, a lot of people are saying the town will be at Wembley at least once this season. Um, any particular preferences to as to what format that would be? FA Cup final would be nice. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, how about you, boys? You, you you're the ones who are most likely. Be, oh, obviously, I'll be I'll be along for the ride. Don't you worry about that. But um, you'll be the ones doing the actual work. Uh, what what would you prefer of any scenario? To be at Wembley outside of the FA Cup final, which you'd have to say would be a long shot. Pizza. 
the pizza yeah. trophy. Yes, of course. But, but again, again, as long as it's against a team that's going to pull their weight in terms of the crowd, don't want not like Harrogate. Yeah, you want a full, you want a, a nearly full, or at least as as much full as possible Wembley. Don't you? Oh, just knocked off my uh, my book uh, there. Oh. You know we're talking about Ross Ross of the driving. Hold that yep. hand. Yeah. Ipswich do finish the season away at Fleetwood. <laughs> Ross, your chat. Can you drive us to Fleetwood? Come, what day is that on? Are May you getting the 6th? in that car, Stuart? Are you? Would you get I'm in not, that car? I'm if not you, sure. I, I'm not sure I would. If you oh. passed his test the, the week, like the week before, <laughs> are you getting in the car? Um, we'll see. I would need we'll to. <laughs> I would need to stringently check Archant's um, insurance policy as well because I'm not sure. We're insured for that much potential yeah. damage. <laughs> the loss of two of our most valuable writers, uh, a videographer and a, a car as well, on top of that. And, and a snapper. Life insurance. They're, they're 10 a penny then. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. Boom. Oh, it's a, oh, it is the big one. But we may as well do it because it, it will preempt the, the other predictions we have yet to do. It is. Where will town finish? It is the big one. I'm going to start because it's the big one with the biggest of porkers. Michael of House Bacon, where will Ipswich Town end this current upcoming football season? Okay, this is where Ipswich Town are going to end this current football season ahead. Fifth. Oh, I was I was almost sure you were going to say champions, Mike, given your... Uh, no, no, my no, my my champions was reserved for my rah rah Norwich City uh, 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 efforts. I can't. I, I I'm I, as Stu said. I'm going to look rather obviously, sort of just playing to the crowd. If I start saying champions are going to win by this down there. Now I think Town will finish fifth, playoffs, and uh, trip to Wembley, and uh, yeah, eventual what, uh, playoff victory. What, why do you why do you say fifth and not pushing up towards automatics? Because I don't. I think. I think there's something still a little tiny weeny bit lacking, okay? And uh, and I want to see Town get off to a good start. If Town got off to a really good start, maybe they might push that top two. But yeah, last season was such a poor start. We'll have to see how this season starts. Um, but I'm not going to go. No, I'm not going gun ho for top two yet. Fifth, fifth, fifth will be one hell of an upgrade on the last fifty-five thousand years. Mm, absolutely, we'd take that, wouldn't we? Um, Rossi, where are Town going to finish? Now, normally in these preview shows, the last few years, I've gone with my head, but I've decided I'm going to go with my heart this year because oh. it has to be this season, and it? it's got to be this season. If it isn't, then we're just cursed, and we're going to be in League One forever and ever. So I'm going second. Second. So that sounds boring, but I do not care. You know, win the league, happy days, playoffs, Wembley, and all that. But do you know what? I want to get out of this league. We've had the League One tour now for the four years. Second place, happy days, championship, here we come. Lovely stuff. Watto, where are town going to finish? On the head v heart theme, norm normally heart would place Ipswich higher than head. I think in previous years I've been, I think I had them in the top two last year because you get swept along with everything that comes with the summer, the reset, and you, you talk yourself into it. This year it's kind of the reverse for me. My head says, I look at all the all the other teams. Yes, there's some big clubs, but a lot of them have lost big players, a lot of big turnover at some of these clubs. And I look at it, logically speaking, Ipswich are really settled. And you can I could really talk myself in to Ipswich being top two. But then the heart comes along and I think, it's Ipswich. <laughs> I think, well, do you know what I mean? We've been here before. We've talked them up. We've had so many false dawns. So a combination of that head and heart factor has, has led me to fourth. Fourth place is what I've gone for. Fourth place would be very decent indeed. Um, Hutchie, we've had second, fifth, fourth. What are you saying? <laughs> um, we might end up with a complete set here. Um, I've had the same thought process as Stu. Like, but I, my gut, we've, got, we've done head, we've done mm -hmm. heart. My gut says Ipswich Town will finish fifth. But then I've had a look around. My head thinks they can finish higher. I've, I've put them third because oh. of the quality of everything else. Um, third is my 
Third is third is where my gut, heart, and head have all combined to put them. A perfect combination. I thought you were going to go champion touch, which is why I was getting excited, but I should have known better. That's not you. Um, so we've had third, fourth, fifth, and second. Um, it leaves me then, of course, to do the obvious. Uh, no, I'm not going to. I want, I, I, want, I want to say the Ipswich Town are going to win the league, but I do think there's at least one team we're going to be better than them um, this season. And I'm going to say, and I obviously I'm Mr. Hyperbole, I'm Mr. Over the Top, Mr. Excitement, and I did say that I wouldn't do this again um, in terms of predictions. But I do think, looking at the league and looking at what Town have got and everything around the club, they've got to be in the top two. I think Ipswich Town are going to finish second. They're not going to win the league, I don't think but I think they can finish second. So that's what I'm saying. So we've got two seconds, a third, a fourth, and a fifth. All of those, Pipswich Town at the very least in the playoffs, which is tremendous. Right then, next up. <laughs> you like that? You like I, quite that? Like, I quite like I quite like this format. I, I, I quite like it. It's, it's going nicely, yeah. Do you like my shirt, by the way, Mike? Um, Arnold is numero uno. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, a trademark shirt of a future UFC champion from Suffolk, Arnold Allen, if, you, if you're ah. asking. Buy that, buy that scramble.com if you want to support a, a fellow athlete, a fellow Ipswich Town supporter as well. Um, anyway, this one is another big one. It's not as big as it was last summer, of course, because there were 19 of them last summer. There's only been only been six this summer. The best summer signing. Stuart Watson, who is the best summer signing? I have gone for the non-obvious here, I think. Leaf Davis, Marcus Harness, Freddie Ladapo are probably all going to get some shouts or on paper exciting players. But I've gone for Dominic Ball. We haven't seen a lot of him yet because he's he's had a couple of niggles going into the start of the season. But I think over the course of a 46-game season, he is what Ipswich need to kind of grind it out and be, a, be that sort of successful side. I think they lacked a bit of height, a bit of physicality at times. Little bit of depth in midfield when Evans got injured and, and Morsey got suspended. Um, he looks like a really good character, good age, hungry. Let's not forget he's been a championship regular for the last three seasons, and a lot of QPR fans seem to be quite gutted to, to see him go. So, um, Dominic Ball, Dominic Ball, Suey taking the, the route less travelled, perhaps. Um, Andy Warren, who's who is in fact town's best summer signing. Uh, exactly what Stu's just said. Move on. <laughs> Dominic Ball. You got Dominic Ball as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Mike Bacon. Well, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> yeah. it is not, you are not going to believe this, but it's exactly who I have got written down as well. I think Dominic Ball has a huge part to play this season. I think he's going to be a very good signing. My only slight concern is I made Joe Piggott our best signing last season. So that's my only slight concern. And Ball, he's already got a slight, quote, niggle, which is worrying me intensely already. But yeah. Stu's right. All the things Stu said, Dominic Ball. I think in this in this very show last season, Mike, you had Joe Piggott as the answer to every single question. Uh, I did. So I'm not sure where that leaves Mr. Ball. Uh, so three votes for Wall. I wasn't expecting that. Rossi, please tell me you haven't got Mr. Ball. I haven't. Um, and also, can I just add the um, in brackets so far? Because I'm well, obviously, so, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, just, just very, let, very, let very good point, Ross. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've gone for Marcus Harness. Because I like him very much. Um, I like his hair. I like how he plays <laughs> football. Um, and also, he was very, very polite on the open day. Like, I have to give a shout out to all the players. They were fantastic during the signing session, taking their time to chat to people. Um, and just that's just great to see. We've got a great bunch, haven't we? Bunch of lads. Um, and yeah, Marcus Harness, I think he's going to score some goals, going to be a key player. Even if he doesn't start every week, I think he's a, a very good signing. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to say Marcus Harness as well. Um, I think he he's going to be flames in this team. Uh, he's going to have the ball a lot by the sound of it, um, and I think he's going to he's going to do exactly what you say there, Rossi. He's going to score. He's going to assist. He's going to be dynamite. But the main reason I've gone for Marcus Harness is because I found out he's a fellow fan of martial arts. Marcus Harness, friends, is a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which is one of the hardest martial arts in the world to master. It's one of the base for mixed martial arts. Being a blue belt essentially means if he gets his hands on you. You are screwed. So Harness is, without doubt, the hardest man at Ipswich Town by a bloody country mile now. Uh, and I am going to be speaking to him at some point about our shared love of martial arts. Um, but he's also, for that reason and many other reasons, he's Ipswich Town's best signing. Anyway, moving on before I start 
waxing lyrical about how hard it is to get your blue belt in BJJ. Bang! Oh, it's 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 me, Mark predicts. Right then, friends. On this very show last season, I said at some point Ipswich Town would spend a fairly significant amount of time in the bottom half of the table. Without wishing to blow my own trumpet, that proved to be undeniably correct. Um, so this point, this time, this season, I'm going to reverse that. I'm going to say at no point outside of, you know, maybe the opening couple of games, this season will Ipswich Town be in the bottom half of the table. They will be top half or better for the significant majority of the season. Um, I don't know at which point I decide that cut off to come, you know, two or three games. Not Give us a really date. Count. Give us a date. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, middle of August. After the first, I'm saying three or four games. After three or four, point, which is it? Four. <laughs> <laughs> After four games. That sounds about right to me. They have enough time then. Ipswich Town will not drop, venture, slide into the bottom half of the table this season. Yes. Write it down and I'll remind you about it at the end of the season when it's proved to be horrifically incorrect. Um, right then. Next up. Uh, what's this one? Oh, it's another unique bespoke prediction. It's Stuart Watson prediction. Stewie. Okay, Ipswich didn't win three successive games last season. I've got a prediction for when that is going to happen Yes, this season. You know, normally going to Accrington, I know Andy said earlier he likes going to Accrington, hasn't been the happiest hunting ground for Ipswich in recent years, has it? And it's normally been... Sort of September, October time, it's which go to Accrington, get a bit beaten up, and the, the, the wheels start to fall off, or certainly the uh, the wheel nuts start to loosen a little bit going to Accrington. I think it's going to be the reverse this year. It's which go to Accrington on September 3rd. I think they're going to win there. And then they've got back-to-back home games against Cambridge and Bristol Rovers on a Saturday, Tuesday night. Those sort of games, I think back to the playoff season, those double headers at home, can be really powerful. If you can win two home games in a row within the space of a few days, that can that can supercharge a season. So I'm looking at those three fixtures. Start of September, I think that's when when the promotion charge gets ignited, hopefully. Where did you say they're going to finish you? Fourth. Fourth. So you'll be also just just to clarify that you're saying promotion charge, finish fourth. So town are going up. That's what you're saying. Uh no, I haven't said that. <laughs> No, I haven't said that. Because as we all know, Mark, the playoffs are a lottery. They are, aren't they? Uh, But you have to get there first before you can enter that ticket. Right then, bang! It is a fan prediction. Let me find a fan prediction. Fan prediction. Fan prediction. Right then, where are we? Uh, I like this one. Mark K says there will be four Ipswich players in the EFL League One team of the season. He says Morsey, obviously. Walton, yeah. Wolfenden and Edwards. No Burns. Wolfenden and Edwards, boys. So Morsey, Walton, Wolfenden and Edwards. Any thoughts on that? You're going to need to win the league, I think, to get four in the team of the season. Would be my would be my first point. So that's so that's fine. If that if that happens, that's that's pointing towards good things. The obvious the obvious thing there is Burns being left out. How how do we feel about Burns in a difficult second season? It's definitely an interesting point for me. I hope they don't rely on him as much, which which um which doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to be a key contributor. But um mm. they they could do with not relying relying on him as much, and maybe maybe letting him have a little break now and again. Mm. We've certainly got the backup, haven't they, in place? So we shall see. I think Kyle Edwards looks like he is. I'm comfortable. I have got slight doubts in the back of my mind that it could be that second season. I've got slight doubts. I think one of the listeners said earlier about a muscle injury with with Wes Burns. Um, There's the World Cup as as a factor as well. But it switched. Kyle Edwards coming back in pre-season and he looks like McKenna's kind of um, working on him to play that same right-sided role as as Wes Burns. Kane Vincent Young has played there in pre-season as well. So... That makes me feel a little bit more comfortable that you know it's not like all the eggs are in the West Burns basket. And of course, Leif Davis has been signed for the left as well, which hopefully is gonna provide a bit of balance. Next up. Uh, 
It is my favourite category, obviously. It is the surprise package, brackets, the Drizzy Aaron Drynan Memorial Award. Um, it was on this very show five years ago that I predicted Aaron Drynan to be the surprise package of the season, hours after he signed for Sutton United on loan. Um, and thus began my love affair with Aaron Drynan, which has now resulted in me having an Aaron Drynan shirt on my wall, one of the only ones ever printed, I believe, at Ipswich Town's <laughs> club shop. Thank you, boys. Surprise package then. Roscoe, you've been silent for a while. Um, who is going to be the surprise package at Ipswich Town this season? Um, Greg Lee, under the radar signing, um, athletic, uh, nice hair as well, um, hair. versatile <laughs> player. Um, scored his first goal for the club, of course, um, um, against Southend. And, ne- uh, he scored at Needham, didn't he? Uh, yes, he did. Scrap that. First goal at Portman Road. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think he will be a, just a key player in his squad. Good squad player. If he starts happy days, if he doesn't, I think he'll just be a good, versatile player to have. And um, yeah, I like him. I really, really like Greg Lee. Everything I've seen, everything I've heard, everything I've, I've read about him suggest he's going to be a good player for town this season and an excellent under the radar signing. Um, and I'm trying not to give him a nickname and curse him. Um, so I'm just going to let him get on with it. That's what we're doing this season. Strictly business boys, no nicknames apart from those I've already given out. Um, Mike Bacon, who's going to be his surprise package? Well, I find this, I find this extraordinary that I keep following people who are saying exactly the same thing I'm about to say. Oh. So I can't change my mind because I can't think that quickly enough. When you, you get <laughs> to my age, you can't suddenly just swing it round. You know, I'm going to have to go with Greg Lee. Is that with two G's or one? That's my only big concern. I think it's one. Um, I had this with Piggott last year, again, with how many G's and T's and with Greg, or G, G's and T's. And now I've got Greg with G's and how many G's. But anyway, bottom line is he's going to come under a bit of pressure, obviously, with Leif Davis on in that left-hand side. But I think Greg Lee looks the part, to be honest. I mean, what the mm. hell he was doing on the penalty spot against South End with no, not a single town player anywhere near him as he stroked, 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 struck, struck the ball. <laughs> Easy for you South to say, End. yeah. I've, yeah. It was, it was, I'll tell you who it reminds me. Well, it didn't remind me. Totally unfair to remind, but it was a Kevin Beatty moment when Kevin Beatty scored for England against Scotland. That's extraordinary. Against Scotland. The cross came in. There wasn't a single single England player anywhere in the box, only Beatty from left back. And there was Greg Lee. Extraordinary. Let me just contextualise oh, no. what you've done there. Greg Lee scoring in a friendly against National League South End <laughs> at Portman Road is akin to Kevin Beatty scoring for England at Wembley. That's what we're doing. That's what we're all about here at Kings of Anglia. Stay tuned, folks. Um, Stuart Watson, who's the surprise package? That escalated quickly. I enjoyed that. (laughs) Um, I have gone for Tyrese John Jules, or as Mike kept calling in the other night, Jules John. You said you you wouldn't mention that. You said you won't mention that, and now you've gone and mentioned it. We had to take three takes because of that. I made no such promise. Um... I really like him. And I yeah. think, obviously, Harness, Chaplin, Aluko, all far more experienced players that I think will... He's got good competition there in the, in those sort of number 10 slash wide forward roles, depending on what systems Ipswich play. But I think he's had, he's had a few loan spells away now. He's had a few little injury niggles. I think this might be the year at 21 years of age where he uh, he really sort of announces himself um, he looks just everything Ipswich needed from last season. Strong, skillful, direct. I think he'll be really useful in those games where teams maybe come to Portman Road and, and park the bus. He might not necessarily start. But I think with the, with the five substitutes rule this season, I think that's going to be massive for Ipswich. I can see moments where the board goes up, teams are time-wasting, running down the clock, and the Ipswich suddenly change their entire front three with half an hour to go, and, and on comes Jackson and John Jules and Kyle Edwards, and, and they'll have that pace and dynamism that, that can that can hopefully unpick the locks that, that, that they struggled with last season. But Tyrese John Jules, uh, excited to see him in, in action a bit more. That scenario that you've just you've, you've, you've painted there, Stu, is, just seems unfair, doesn't it, to be able to bring those sort of players on? against tired League One defences with half an hour left. Very unfair. And also, Stu, definitely a volley on Tuesday night, John Jules. Sweet technique. Using Mike's uh, analysis, I would say that was similar to Marco van Basten in the Euros uh, all those years ago. Very, very similar technique. Um, Probably better, in fact. Um, Hutchie, surprise package. Caden Jackson. Oh. Uh, For me. Um, I think, obviously, 
Ladapo's going to get a bit of attention. I think he might come up in one one of these. We're going to pull out of your magic hat in a bit, and there could well be another striker signing. But I think Caden Jackson Jackson showed kind of around February time of last year that he can really work for McKenna and be really useful. I think he might have to make do with those little pockets of um, pockets of, of play like last February where he gets three or four games, comes in in relief of others and, and, and makes his mark. But I think that, that that's the epitome of a surprise package, kind of making your mark um, when you're needed to. Um, yeah. And I think he can, he can stretch back lines, get in behind in Stu, Stu's uh, triple change scenario. He, I think he'll be involved in a lot of those either wide or, or um, more, more likely through the middle. So, uh, so Caden, Caden Jackson, and then another surprise would be that they're going to start building the Greg Lee statue to go next to Kevin <laughs> Beatty's. Um, may as well start work on that yeah. now. Yeah. You laugh. You laugh. You laugh. Just put. I, I'm just... not laughing. I'm, I, I, I like. I like Greg. I like Greg Lee as well. Um, but is, does that mean Leif Davis, a million plus for a left back in League One, is going to be on the bench all season? I know. Madness. No, right? It's almost like signed a player who scores 27 goals for Wimbledon, never playing. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. I'd like to see the plinth on that Greg Lee statue. Would it just say, here, here, here stands Greg Lee, who scored a worldie <laughs> against Southend in a friendly uh, at Portman Road in 2022. Anyway, surprise package. Obviously, friends, obvious where I'm going to go. It's got to be Rakeem the Dream. No, it's not. It's not Rakeem Harper. Um, he is obviously hopefully going to play a bit more this season and not go out on loan. But uh, my surprise package, boys, will you allow me this one? Cameron Humphreys, right? We all know how talented he is. Um, we're probably sitting here thinking he's he maybe not going to play that much this season. But I've got a feeling as the season draws on, we may start to see him a bit more because he is a wonderful, wonderful player. I've got a feeling it might be akin to Teddy Bishop in that, in that championship playoff season. I'm not going to say he's going to be like Teddy and play almost 40 games or whatever. I've got a feeling at some point this season, Cameron Humphreys may establish himself as a bit of a star in this Ipswich Town team. So he's my Aaron Drynan Memorial Award surprise package. There we go. <clears throat> Another big one. Another category that we all got horribly wrong last season. Top scorer and how many? Every single one of us last season said Joe Piggott which obviously in the fullness of time proved to be completely ridiculous. Only got three, didn't score since October, now no longer at the club. Um, Mike, because you did so well with this question last season, like we all did, um, who is going to be the town's leading scorer and how many are they going to score? Freddie Ladapo, 16 yep. goals, all competitions. Nice. I like it. Succinct to the point. Roscoe. Um, yeah, obvious one, the Dapo, because if we want to get out of League One, our striker and players need to score goals. So I'm going to go a bit more. I think 16 is not enough, but I'm, I'm, I know Mike's Greedy. working out there. I think it's because he's thinking of other players who are going to score a lot of goals, like Connor Chaplin, Marcus Harness, all those other ones. Um, I've gone for 22. I like the number 22. And I think 22 is a nice number for a striker to score in this division. So, Freddie, if you're listening, do the business, my friend. Deuce, deuce. When was the last time Town had a striker who scored 20 goals? Daryl Murphy, was it? Yeah. Must have been. So he'd be doing something that's not been done in a while. Um, Stewie, who are you saying? Yeah, I've got to go with, with Freddie. He looks like he's the, the main man to lead the line. Don't think he's hit 20 goals in the in, the, in his career so far. So I've gone for 15, a very respectable 15. And as Ross said, you know, alluded to, there is hopefully the goals will, will be spread out a little bit as well. Um, there is obviously the slight asterisks of Ipswich chasing another striker and it. My gut feeling is maybe the top goal scorer isn't, isn't in the building yet at the moment. Okay. We'll stick a pin in that then. We'll come back to that at some point in the season. I'm going to say Freddie Ladapo as well. Um, I really like what, what we've seen of him so far. Is it three goals in, in five pre-season games? I know it's only pre-season, but looks to have what it takes to succeed at this level for town, certainly going to start the season. You'd imagine as the focal point, I'm going to say he's going to score 17 goals. Hutchie, who are you saying? I've got him on 15 as well. Just like, just like Stu. Just like Stu, your work husband. Right then. There's only a few of these left boys. We're getting through this at pace. Don't worry, Mike and Andy, you'll be able to resume your holidays and trips to London soon. It's another, it's another fan prediction. Right then. 
Let's find another one. I like this because it's from Nigel G, the man with the fish, friend of the show. It's quite it's quite um, accurate. He says, Town will be in fifth place by Christmas, but then only lose twice after that and finally finish second. They'll also win the pizza trophy and get to the quarters of the League Cup. FA Cup, they'll get to the third round and take Man City to extra time and penalties, but lose and McKenna will be manager of the year. What do you reckon, boys? Liking the sound of that? That sounds like Paul Lambert, 60-plus games prediction territory to me. <laughs> That's deep in all of the competitions there, isn't it? Um, Paul, Paul, La- Paul Lambert said that the players could die if they played that many games, <laughs> I think, memorably. So that, that is a concern there. But yes, please, I'll, I'll take I'll take that season. Not the, not the deaths, obviously. Just, no, we don't, just we don't, success. We don't want any deaths. That's more dream team stuff. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just one a week, just drops. Right then. This one is playoff places. So three through six, what the team's going to be. Stewie, who's going to finish in the playoff spots? Oh, I've really wrestled with this one. I've changed it quite a few times, but ultimately I've fallen on the three Ps in no particular order. I've obviously got Ipswich in there. So the other three teams, Peterborough. Plymouth, Portsmouth. Okay. Any any working out you want to share there? Or at the start, at the end of last season, I thought maybe Plymouth might be coming to the end of their their run, having just sort of you know just missed out on the playoffs, having been there all season. Kamara gets put on the transfer list. I thought that they might their team might kind of disintegrate a little bit this summer, but they, they've kept them together and have added. Uh, couple of interesting names. Mikel Miller has obviously done it for, for Rotherham. Finn Azaz is someone that I quite liked when we saw him for Newport. They've got him in on loan from, from Villa. Schumacher's doing a, a good job as manager there. So I've gone with them. Peterborough, I think, out of the teams that have come down, Peterborough have, have kind of shown they, they know how to kind of bounce between those two divisions. I think the, the transitional phase of coming down will, will be tougher for, for Derby and for Barnsley. So that's why I've gone with them out of the teams that have come down. And then Portsmouth, I just wonder if they're going to be Danny Cowley-fied a bit this season. I think I, I wonder if they'll be the new Wickham that might be the sort of a robust, horrible team to play against, but finds a way to get results with people like they've brought in Colby Bishop, Joe Piggott, of course. Marlon Pack's come in as well. So, um yeah, I just think there's there's been too much uncertainty at, at other clubs who've lost some some big players. Um, MK Dons played the best football last season, but they have lost some some big players. So they've lost the, the mm. spine of their team. Okay, so you've got three Ps and Town. Mike Bacon, who have you got in the playoff slots? Okay, well, I've gone for a P. Um, Portsmouth. I think Portsmouth, I think, just Stu says, I think they'll be, I just think they'll, they'll just be up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also gone for Wickham. And I've gone, obviously, for Ipswich. And I've gone for Derby County. I, I don't really know why. Um, but I have a horrible feeling they're just going to get going, as are going to improve as the season goes. I don't know if they're going to start well. They're still all, all a little bit up in the air. But I think as the season goes on, they seem to be able to sign players now and signing players. I think Derby County could be up there come the end of the season. Come the end of the season, not necessarily at the start of the season, though. Interesting. So you're three. Sorry, what are they? Derby? Derby, Wickham and Portsmouth. And Town. And town, obviously. Okay, and town. Hutchie, who have you got? I've got Ipswich in third, obviously. And then mm-hmm. under them, I've got Plymouth, Bolton and MK Dons. Roscoe? Um, as you all know, Ipswich are in top two, so we don't need to worry about the, the lottery of the playoffs and all that sham. Um, so, I've gone for Peter Barrett. Sorry, what was that? Did you just all say that, all, all that jam? I think so. I don't know all that jazz. I, I, come out. I, I hope anyone missed it, so we moved on quickly. But no, you guys are very uh, on top of me all the time. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, move on. Yeah. Uh, Peter Barrow. I think they're always going to be up there. Um, good squad and all that. MK Dons as well. I know they've lost Scott Twine and Harry Darling, but Liam Manning's a good coach, and they've so, sort of brought in some decent replacements. Um, Bolton. I think they're they're going to be good. And then 
I'm going with Mike as well. Derby. I don't think they're going to be around all the time, but I think they may sneak in. Maybe on the final day, there'll be drama on the final day and Derby will sneak in that sixth place. Okay. Um, I've got many that you, you boys have already got. I've got um, Peterborough, the ultimate up and down yo-yo side. They're always going to be good in this league. Portsmouth, I agree with. Um, and I'm going to say... I've got MK Dons slash Wickham written down. And I'm going to I'm going to say... MK Dons, because I do like Liam Manning. And the final team, I'm going to say the formerly mighty Derby County Football Club. It's got a feeling about Derby, because no one's expecting anything from them this season. Um, and they have made some decent signings for this level. Yes, they may not have quite the squad depth as yet, but they've got the they've got the support, they've got the stadium, they've got the funds again now. So I'm going to say Derby are going to sneak into the, the top six. Right then, there's only a few left now, friends. We've got 10 minutes left in our golden hour of runtime, so I shall expedite forthwith. And it's this one. Top two. Stewie, who's going to finish top two? Sheffield Wednesday and Bolton. Sheffield Wednesday and Bolton. Andy Warren, who's going to finish top two? Sheffield Wednesday and Peterborough. Nice. Mike? Sheffield Wednesday and MK Dons. MK Don's second. Interesting. Roscoe? Sheffield Wednesday and Town. Come on. And I'm exactly the same as you, Ross. Sheffield Wednesday and Town. We're all there saying Sheffield Wednesday are going to win the league, are we? They, they on paper at least, look to be the strongest team in League One. Would we agree with that? Yes, yeah. obviously, because yeah. we're all saying they're going to win the league. There we go. Right then. <clears throat> ah, Yes. An excellent bit of Heath art here. Dark horse. That's obviously a horse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a scabby dog. I would, like I, would, <laughs> I would estimate, boys, that both um, your, your young daughters can draw better than I can. Um, so there we go. Dark horse. I'm going to start because would you allow me this, boys, as a dark horse? A more of a shady ram, shall we say. Derby County to be dark horses. Mainly because, as I say, I think a lot of people are expecting them to continue to implode and plummet down through the league structure after all their issues. Um, but I, I just think they, they're going to end up being contenders at some point this season. I, I can see them putting together a run of games. They've made some really good signings for this level, obviously McGoldrick, Chester, Collins, Hurahane, Scott Loach. <laughs> um, so I, I just think that they're, they're going to be decent. Am I allowed? Cause last season, uh, actually I said Bolton at this point, um, and when we did the season review, you said that shouldn't have been allowed Bolton as Dark Horse. So did would I? you allow me? Yeah, you did. Would you allow me? Not Bolton, sorry, MK Dons, you said, shouldn't have been allowed as, as a Dark Horse. Um, would you allow me Derby County? Yeah, you can have Derby County. Excellent. I shall then file them away. Derby County is my Dark Horse. Mike Bacon, you're dressed in dark clothing to accentuate your youthful, tanned complexion. Who's your Dark Horse? Uh, my dark horse rather interesting, actually, because and I wonder whether Ipswich Town may well be getting them at, um, at the right time because my dark horse is going to be Bolton Wanderers because I think Bolton Wanderers um, had a obviously a hugely up and down season last season, finished very well. And I think they're going to be a dark horse this season and Town getting them opening day could be might be a good time to get them. I think as the season wears on, Bolton Wanderers, my dark horses. Bolton, Derby. Roscoe, who are you saying? Now, last year... I predicted Plymouth to be dark horses. And mm. um, I know they didn't get into the playoffs, but they were up there and they lost Ron Lowe. Then Schumacher came in and I put them down again, but then I thought that can't be really allowed because we'd sort of now know what Plymouth's all about. And um, some of you guys have put them in the playoffs. So I've gone for, now this is a bit, out, a bit strange this one. And <laughs> as you saw my reaction to Mike about Cambridge getting relegated, yeah, I've gone for Cambridge. Okay. Just like, you know? just like the feeling? Like the yeah, vibe. I think Mark Bonner is another very good young coach. Um, I think they've pretty much kept most of their squad. They've brought in a few players. I don't think they're going to be fighting for promotion, but I think they'll just, you know, be up there and surprise a few people. And But Town need to beat Cambridge this year because we didn't beat them last year. So, yeah. Okay. Cambridge, Bolton, Derby, Andy Warren, who are your dark horse? I've gone just, just as dark as as Ross has, because I, I do think League One is a league of, of two halves. It's it's a, a top 12 and a bottom 12. So I, I've picked a, a bottom 12 team that I think could have a go at smashing into the top 12. And 
I've gone for Bristol Rovers. I don't know why. I've just got a feeling that Joey Barton is going to wrestle a team together and into mm. into a competitive position in the league. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're probably not going to be close to the playoffs. But I think for a team that might come from the the so called like lower twelve to be in the top twelve, I'll go Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers. Shall we complete the set? Who's your dark horse? I've gone for a similar route to Andy, really, in in terms of this category and, and taking someone sort of from the bottom half. I, if we're allowed Bolton, I've put Bolton in the top two. <laughs> so um, I think from a dark horse shout, I think that that's not a bad thing. But I, if we're if I'm going to pick someone that could break up from the bottom half, I'm going to go with Shrewsbury. I think Steve okay. Cotterall makes sides very competitive in a division full of young. Young managers being the trend, I still think Cotterall can make, you know, love him or loathe him. He, he makes difficult teams to play against. And I think they've recruited really well. They've got um, Che Dunkley in, Jordan Shipley, uh, who which were, were linked with a few years ago, Aidan O'Brien up front. I just think there'll, there'll be an awkward team to play against. And again, like Andy says, not necessarily to get in the top six, but to to maybe mix it with uh, with with the top half sides. Okay, we've got two two selections left. And this one is our final fan prediction of the show. Um, let me just read out a few that I've not got to yet. Patrick Palmer, Mike, P-double, says, I predict Mike Bacon will physically come into his own title, the big porker, with the catering changes for the media made this coming season. Um, I'm not sure how Tracy would feel about that. She would probably be uh, weighing you, I reckon, after after games. Um, <laughs> Tom Tom Lown says or Lone Tam will need to win on the last day of the season to finish in the top two we'll be 2-0 down at Fleetwood in the 75th minute and then we're going to turn it around win 3-2 and go up second I've included that largely because it's so specific and I'll, if it does happen I want to go back and ask Tom to pick my uh, my lottery numbers our good friend Mullet says Ipswich Barnsley Wembley Ladapo Championship and he says only joking we're winning the league, boys. Um, Tom Ligo, Morsey to score 10 goals in all competitions. Chaplin to be player of the season. Tyrese, Jules John to improve as the season go on and become a regular starter. Away win versus Norwich in the FA Cup. And we're going to finish fourth and win the playoffs. Um, Lee says, FA Cup semi-finalists. Wow. Uh, Kieran courted by a top four Premier League side. But Roscoe will still be catching a lift at the end of the season. I think that's probably almost almost definite of all the things we predicted. Chris Bennett, I like this. We'll score in every single game we play in this season. Good shout. And the final one, which I, I just like because I, I can see this. I can see the man doing this. Ads says, Mark Ashton will parachute onto the Corn Hill during a civic reception following our title win. If there's ever a CEO who might do something like that, it would be Mark Ashton jumping out of a red arrow. Um <laughs> A red arrow. <laughs> yeah, a red arrow. A singular red arrow. Boom. Right, final one. Can you right, book so... them individually? <laughs> no, they, or do they, do they come of... as like a group? You'd obviously be part of the, of the whole team, but you can only jump oh. out of one of them, can't you? You can't jump out yeah. of multiple red arrows. Even Ashton can't do that. Um, right then, the final one. It's a fitting way to end this prediction, obviously. It's Ross's final say. Ross's prediction. Give us a prediction, Ross, which will end, no pressure, this prediction show. Well, the obvious one is, yeah, I'm going to pass my driving test and I'll be, you know, you know, giving lifts to the boys um, up and down the country for most of this season ahead. But my one is, now this man has played 81 games for town and hasn't scored a goal. Janoy Danashian is going to score a goal for it. Oh, I like it. This season. So, JD, hope you're listening, my friend. You're going to score a goal. Could it be a crucial goal to win us promotion, oh. or would it just be a goal in the you know in the cup game? But um, yeah, he will score a goal, and um, he'll yeah, eighty-one games he's played so far, he needs one, don't he? Please be he, a 40, 45 yard rocket to secure promotion. That'd be amazing. Can he do it on his hundredth appearance, Ross? Oh yes, I like that. On the, on the maybe, old century. Maybe that century coincides with this Norwich Cup fixture that we've all convinced ourselves is, <laughs> is happening as well. <laughs> Right then, friends, there you go. That's the end of the prediction show. Um, we've, we've covered a lot of ground there. As I say, no doubt all of this will prove to be spectacularly incorrect in the fullness of time. But there you go. We have to do these things, don't we? Friends, it's now your your turn, boys. Have you got any other business? Anything 
we haven't covered that you feel strongly enough to commit to audio slash visual at this point? Mike, have you got anything to say? Well, I'm rather interested in the new screen. Um, it's obviously a scoreboard screen that's going up at Portman Road. And I'd like to see a, a few little half-time clips, perhaps. Something like a little Scooby-Doo or something um, be played over the screen at half-time just to entertain, the, especially a lot of youngsters uh, come in, um, rather than just a boring sort of list of, of half-time <coughs> scores. I hope perhaps we can um, a little a little something on the old scoreboard at half-time. I, I'd look forward to look forward to seeing what, what that they can come up with this season. What would you like on on the scoreboard? Well, as I said, Scooby Doo would be nice. Oh, Scooby Doo! Yeah, Scooby Doo. Aren't you listening? I mean, I'm, are you, have you I wasn't, mate. I'm, 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 no. I'm hosting. I'm always thinking several steps ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Already... Okay. Well, it, it, or Inspector Gadget or something, something like that. I mean, you yeah. know, just, 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 just something. Just you can't have Die Hard or anything because it goes on too long. But I mean, you could have a quick ten minutes something, couldn't you? Um, just to I'd like hard. to live in your brain, Michael. Yeah. Just for a few minutes. I'm not sure you could hack it. I think if we were in Bacon's brain, we'd run out screaming. Hmm. You could have a few good men, of course, but we can't. We can't. We've got that one. But um, no, Scooby Doo or Inspector Gadget or something. I'd be uh, yeah, be good. How about just Mike Bacon's highlights at halftime? Well, you could have my highlights after. Yeah, I could do more food food reviews from from, from press boxes and stuff. Yeah, that'd be quite interesting. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Or well, perhaps my new Netflix film might come. Uh, my new Netflix film might be out, uh, Adventures of a Trout Farmer. I mean, that could be um, perhaps uh, little snippets from that could be shown. Superb, Hutchie from your garage in Brighton. <laughs> As we await your release back to your loving family to complete your holiday, have you got any other business? No, I've got no other business. I just want them to be in the mix throughout. No fast starts and collapses, no slow starts and failed catch-up attempts. Just be in the in the picture throughout, in position in March, and um, then make it happen for yourself. That's what that's what I want them to do. Rossi, any other business? Just one thing. Um, just looking forward to the season. Catching up with the KOA Army, travelling up and down the country with Andy and Stu and Mike. I'm sure Mike will come and even you, Heathy, maybe. Um, I'll, I'll come if there's any glory involved. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. But um, yeah, bring on, hopefully, an exciting and successful season. Indeed. The Doctor, Stone Cold Stuart Watson, your final thoughts, if there are any. I have no other final thoughts. It's um, no other business from me. Let's, okay. uh, let's get cracking with this season. I'm ready for it. Stu's well on. up for it. Stu's well up for it. He's going to be bashing out press-ups in the press box on Saturday. You watch. Right then, friends, that just leaves me to remind you then, just support our sponsor, Manscaped. Use the code KOA at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery on all that excellent clobber. Um, get yourself beach body ready with various trimmers, all that sort of good stuff. This summer, also support us across all our social medias, Kings of Anger on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And friends, let's just try and enjoy this season, shall we? Um, sometimes it gets a little bit toxic, doesn't it? But Let's remind ourselves why we love this great game. The ups and downs are all part of it. Yes, we've had a lot of downs and hopefully there's going to be a lot of ups this season. But let's just try and enjoy the ride, shall we, friends? Um, we'll all be at the game on Saturday, minus Mike Bacon. So do come and say hello if you do see us. I want to see multiple selfies with Ross with his fist up. Um, so as many as, as those as you can get, please, friends, and tag us in that. Which just leaves me then to say, friends, the hour of reckoning once more draws near. The field of battle is set New dugouts boast Premier League vibes. A big screen awaits its switch on and an improved choice of beer chills in the taps as we speak. Once more, friends, onto the breach we must go. A blue army, thousands strong. But this time, this time, we will not go quietly into the long night. There is no spoon. There is no try. There is only do. There is only glory. It's going to be beautiful, friends. And it's going to be ours. It is, you might say, our time. Have a great weekend, friends. Enjoy the game. And we'll catch you on the other side. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
at audiobeam.com slash channel slash archive.